Language Talk is a series of podcasts of interest to world language educators across the nation seeking information about issues relevant to teaching and learning of world languages. Each month, we'll be talking to educators, researchers, or advocates for world language learning. Language Talk is a partnership between the Kentucky World Language Association Board and the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Kentucky, designed to showcase the importance of global citizenship. Welcome to Language Talk KWLA. This is your host, Laura Rocha Youngworth, and today's topic is our welcome back, the year ahead. Co-hosting with me is our producer, Jean-Marie Rouillet-Willoughby. Hello, Jean-Marie. Hi, Laura. We are headed into our fourth season. Can you believe it? No. I know. <laughs> I, it's been a wonderful four years. Uh, we're, well, three years. Three years so far. Four. Yeah. And I'm really excited. And I think each year we become more focused in what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, our purpose is to keep the listenership informed of relative, well, not relative, but relevant second language topics, whether that be research, instructional practices, state or national initiatives, or just provide a form of discussion. And, you know, I'm excited about this year because we have a couple times where that's really going to happen. Um, I do encourage our listeners to send us ideas on topics. And uh, along that line, before we share emails, where to send that to, uh, let's do a real quick intro of who we are and, and why we think we are qualified to be your host. <laughs> Not really qualified, it's just we at the place and time. All right, so um, I am a former French teacher. Sadly, I left the classroom uh, a year ago for a wonderful position with Fayette County Public Schools. I'm the World Language Specialist, and um, it's been a wonderful last year, and I'm excited about this year. In Fayette County, we have um, a large amount of our schools, roughly 40 of them, offer world language programs, K through 12, and we also have six schools that are in the Immersion Strand, whether they have a program or school-wide, and we're very proud of that. We are the only Immersion Strand in the state, that's K through 12 and um, have had it for many, many years. So uh, it's an honor to kind of help support all the teachers and programs in Fayette County. And Jean-Marie, what's your background? So I have been a Russian teacher since, uh, well, since I was in grad school, but since I came to UK in 1994, um, teaching Russian and Russian culture. I am currently the department chair of modern and classical languages, literatures, and cultures. We teach 10 languages at UK and work very closely with our colleagues in Hispanic studies, which is a separate department on several collaborative programs. And both of us are on the KWA board. We are indeed. Yes. So we are deeply invested in KWA and what it does for the state and our teachers. Um, If you have ideas, feel free to share them to either with Jean Marie or myself. My email is laura, L-A-U-R-A, dot Roche, R-O-C-H-E, at fayette.kyschools.us. And Jean Marie? Mine is j.r-o-u-h-i-e-r at uky.edu. All right, and this year we do have many ideas planned out just to give a preview on some of the topics. Next month will be um, a topic that I find very interesting because the nation is a little bit divided on the approaches one takes towards uh, the teaching of world languages. So we've invited somebody to call in next month um, regarding comprehensible input and what instructional strategies might look like if you follow that approach. Uh, We also will be doing an episode on Spanish research and practice. We have an episode lined up where we will share curriculum that's happening, uh, K through 12 curriculum. For our listeners, we've got the wonderful roundtable discussion where we have um, panelists come in and talk about hot topics. We've never had an argument yet, but I'm, I'm always hopeful about that. Um, we will be doing a session on instructional reading skills, so what research looks like um, that supports what we need to do in the classroom regarding reading and interpretive reading. Uh, We'll do a segment on advocating, and there's a lot of questions, you know, uh, across the state, some people might be losing a program, they might be wanting to build their program, and so on. They might want to add a language at a uh, principal in our district asked me for Arabic. 
And I'm like, wow, that's exciting. I'd love it. We've got some challenges, but let's look ahead for that. So we'll have a segment on how do you advocate for your program? So I'm pretty excited about what we have lined up this year. Me too. Okay, joining us today is our president of KWLA, Lucas Gravett. Lucas, are you there? I'm here. Thanks, Laura, and thanks, Jean Marie, for having me today. Well, thank you. Uh, before we get started, we're going to kind of talk about our association, give updates about it, and the year ahead, what's coming up. Can you share a little bit about yourself for to our listeners, if just in case there's somebody in the state of Kentucky who doesn't know Lucas Gravett? <laughs> well, thanks so much. Uh, yes, I am Lucas Gravett. I am the president of Kentucky World Language Association. Um, I've been teaching German for 10 years at Scott County High School here in Georgetown, Kentucky. I'm currently working on my principal certification at Georgetown College, and I'm really excited uh, about where education is moving in Kentucky and, and the movement that we have in world language education uh, and education as a whole uh, in the country. Wonderful. Thank you, and good luck with your um, grad work. How close are you to being done? Thank you. I've got just about another year left, um, but, uh, you know, as those things go, it's a a lot of fun and a lot of work, but in the end, it'll pay off. Yeah. Well, I hope it does for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I always go, oh, boy, administration. Um, So let's talk about KWA, but if you don't mind, let's start with kind of an update, a year in review, and so on. So last year, I think, was a pretty strong year for us. Uh, Can you give us some of our highlights? Yes, uh, the past year with KWLA has really been amazing. Uh, We've had a great year. Uh, and of course, we're looking forward to starting another school year, but uh, look, looking over the past year in review, uh, we've made a lot of progress with the Kentucky Seal of Biliteracy. Uh, we've opened a lot of dialogue with Kentucky legislature uh, and legislators, uh, as well as the Kentucky Department of Education, TESOL, and uh, other organizations that have an interest in the Seal of Biliteracy. Uh, I know a lot of districts, well, a couple of districts in the state at least, have a program already in place. Some have pilot programs. Uh, really looking forward to the future of the Seal of Biliteracy in our state. Uh, We've also had a strong showcase for students. Um, We had around 200 students join us on the campus of the University of Kentucky uh, where students showed what they could do with language. And it was a really great day uh, to highlight what our students in our state can do uh, with the language other than English. Uh, We had a wonderful fall conference last year, of course, at a new venue. It was fantastic. And we're really looking forward to another conference. I know um, Emmanuel has talked uh, a bit about- Yeah, he'll uh, be on in a minute. Okay, well, he he will talk in a bit about the fall conference that's coming, um, and we're really looking forward to that. We're also, um, well, I'm kind of jumping the gun. I'm moving to the future. All right, so I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let let me ask you a couple more questions, though. Uh, Do you have any, I love stats. I just find them fascinating because I'm such not a math person. Uh, Do you have anything you can share? What's our membership right now? Our membership sits around 500 at the moment. Uh, we have a network of almost a thousand uh, people on social media um, from all over the country, really all over the world. Uh, but the actual membership sits around 500. Our annual conference attendance uh, ranges, depending on the year, between three and 400. And we have uh, around six to 700. I don't know the actual number uh, of people in our actual network that have perhaps been previous members that are no longer teachers or have moved to other states or for whatever reason are no longer members of KW. LA. Uh, we hope they will rejoin, of course. Right. Uh, but we really have a large network uh, in the state, and it's an active network. You know, we receive emails every day from uh, members, current members, former members, uh, perhaps future members, uh, asking questions, looking for resources, and it's a, a really great network across the state. Right. And I think, you know, always we've got a, a mission statement um, and vision for our association, but I think for me, and I know Jean Marie, we've talked about this a lot. We want KWLA to be the go-to place. We want yes. when you teach world languages or immersion in the state. Your first click is KWLA, and yes. I think each year we we take another step towards that achieving. And I'm really proud, really proud of of the achievements. And so many people volunteer. We do have um, what is it called, Lucas? You can join a um, committee. You absolutely can join committees. Um, uh, you know, in the past, I think that our committees have been, uh, not the committees themselves, but it's been the understanding that if you're on the board, you're on a committee and nobody else can join a committee. But it, it really has nothing to do with whether you're on the, the board or not. Um, we have several committees now that have regular members as part of the committee. And we really, really appreciate 
their input because they're, you know, I, I hate to say that they're on the outside, but they're looking at it from a different perspective right. uh, from what those of us on the board are looking at. And they really provide us with a lot of support and a lot of help and great ideas. And uh, if anybody wants to be on a, a committee, um, and, you know, it's easy. You don't have to come to board meetings. Uh, you just perhaps answer a few emails or participate in a few discussions. Um, they certainly can contact me at president at kwla.org and we'll get you signed up on a committee. Yeah, I strongly, strongly encourage people to take Lucas up on that. Let's flood his email <laughs> join a committee. Uh, for example, the conference committee, um, I found it really interesting. We got a listing of all the sessions to, you know, mm. look through them, give feedback. And I love seeing that, you know. And so yeah. if you are on a committee, you have a voice. You can help guide our association and where we're going. So please do right. think about joining. Um, right. And, and we don't want to be sorry. not sorry not to interrupt, but, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're including all the membership in these committees. Um, it would be nice if we had a healthy, regular member uh, representation on each of our committees so that we have that voice from the classroom, even though all of us are classroom teachers or most of us are classroom teachers. Uh, it'd be really nice to have, uh, you know, more voices, the, the more the merrier, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Now, we have some other very exciting news. There is somebody representing Kentucky, and I'm going to say it with pride, two years in a row, on the, on the Actful World Language Teacher of the Year finalist. Can you talk yes. about that, Lucas? Yes, uh, Dr. Brenna Bird from the University of Kentucky uh, is, German, is a German professor, um, and we're so excited following Laura Roche Youngworth as uh, the Sculpt Teacher of the Year. Um, and uh, Brenna will go on to compete uh, this November in Nashville uh, at ACTFL for the Outstanding Teacher of the Year, uh, the National Teacher of the Year uh, Award. And we're really proud of Brenna. She's done a lot of great work at the University of Kentucky. Uh, she continues to impress me and, and guide me uh, and mentor me uh, as a German teacher as well every day. I mean, she's truly amazing. And I, and I really look forward to seeing what the future holds for her. I do too. And I'm so excited for and, and we've talked periodically. Um, you know, it's a long process. And so we've talked a lot. And I just wish her the best of luck. Uh, one thing you said, Lucas, uh, to digress a little bit here, Actful is coming towards us. and Actful is close this year. Yes. <laughs> so it's going to be in Nashville. We'd love to see KWA out in force. And, Lucas, if somebody's going, what special little something-something do you have for somebody at Actful? Oh, well, goodness, we have a lot of fun that's going to be happening at ACTFL. Uh, first and foremost, if teachers are interested in going to ACTFL in Nashville, which I hope that everyone should be, it's just a short, you know, two and a half to three hour drive, depending on how fast you drive. Um, Kentucky World Language Association is working currently to rent a uh, tour bus. Uh, the tour bus, we don't have any set plans yet, but we're hoping that, and we could have two, depending on the demand, uh, one departing from Louisville and one departing from Lexington. So teachers can come and park their cars in Kentucky uh, at a safe location, and then we will bus everyone to uh, Actful in Nashville. There will be a cost associated with that, uh, kind of a cost share, a ride sure, share type program, uh, but it's a lot cheaper than uh, paying gas and having to worry about parking and all of those things in Nashville. So we really think that's a, a great plan. Uh, to get more teachers from Kentucky down in Tennessee. Uh, we also have the uh, standard Kentucky ribbon that will go on your name tag. If you're coming to Actful, please, please, please let me know, and I'll send this out in the mail to you. Um, you will have a, uh, depending on if you're a new member of Actful or if you're a first-time attendee, you have the various ribbons that go on your name tag, but we have actually designed and have purchased ribbons for all Kentucky teachers that are going to be at Actful, uh, so you can be loud and proud. We're there with our blue and white. That's right, and I think last year, yeah, last year was the first time I've been to Actful because I just, you know, didn't have the money. It was always far away and so on, and um, get a free ride, you go, right? And Absolutely. <laughs> I totally encourage everybody to go Apple. It was mind-blowing, the the size of it. And I was sending, yes. sending my husband pictures, and he's like, stop sending me pictures of all the vendors. <laughs> I'm like, look at all the vendors. <laughs> and the session choices, it, it was just amazing. So um, for a national conference, it's top-notch. But yes. the little Kentucky 
ribbon you were talking about. It's just one of those peel and stick you put on your tag. I had more people, and we talked about this, Lucas. More we did. people <laughs> comment, where'd you get that? How'd you get that? I, there's not one from my state. And I'm like, well, KWLA gives them out. And it was just a, talk to Lucas. He'll get you one. Yeah, it was a huge thing, this little ribbon on people's name tags. It, it's really amazing. But it, no it, it's a great state. thing that, that gets Kentucky's name out there and shows people that we're there in force. Um, and that we are there to support world language education and the betterment of our students and the success of our students in the global marketplace. Um, and it really puts our name out there and it's a, a great way to start conversation. And as you said, you know, people would just approach you and say, where did you get that? I, yeah. My state doesn't have that. Where, uh, where can I find, you know, one for Oregon? Well, there's not one. Right. <laughs> and again, I know we've talked about this in the past. So, you know, it, to our valued repeat listeners, thank you. Um, I do want to stress this. Kentucky is really leading the way. You don't realize it when you're in Kentucky. You just take it for granted. You have no clue how people have said to me, and, you know, when you are a finalist, people come up who you don't know. I had somebody in the airport take a picture with me. I'm like, where is this going? I mean, you're just embarrassed by it. But they're like, why? And they want to know an answer. They're like, why is Kentucky leading the way? And you're like, what? What, what are we leading? And when people were telling me, I'm like, well, and they wanted to know an answer. And I'm like, it's not a person. It's not one thing. It's all of it. And KWA, I think, really plays a role in that. It's a Well, I thought, I thought, Laura, that it was the limestone. The same reason oh, we have great racehorses and the same reason we have <laughs> great bourbon, bourbon um, <laughs> is because, uh, you know, it's the limestone. But honestly, you're exactly right. Anywhere you are in a presentation on world languages in this country, you hear Kentucky come up again and again and again. I was in Germany last summer at a session on education and educational partnerships, um, and no one knew I was from Kentucky, and all of a sudden, Kentucky came up in the discussion about what great things Kentucky is doing for international exchanges and for partnerships, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait, (laughs) reverse, I'm from Kentucky, Uh, let's talk about this a little bit, but uh, really across the world, people know Kentucky as being an open uh, state, we're open to business, we're open to language uh, programs, we're open to immersion programs um, and it's it's kind of amazing it, it makes me proud to be from Kentucky right and just like with Jean Marie here the collaborative um, what do we want to call it uh, relationship we have with this podcast is an example we are K through 16 in the state with war languages yes absolutely and 100% it, it makes us stronger so Jean Marie's reaching out to all the university professors she has her liaisons and it's it's like we are one and yes it's really a good thing um, yes it is Moving on a little bit, Lucas, we have something in the spring, and you did make mention of it, but I kind of wanted to get some more info from you, and it's the showcase. Can you explain what the World Language Showcase is? Yeah, sure. The World Language Showcase is a program for students. We realized as a as an organization that we do so much to help teachers and to provide professional development and support and data and all kinds of things for uh, world language educators in our state. Um, the Showcase is a program for students. Um, it enables students to come to the University, University of Kentucky um, to showcase what they can do with the language. So students take assessments ahead of time. Uh, they take assessments when they arrive. Um, so reading and listening and uh, speaking assessments. Um, and students create a project where they present a project of their choosing. Uh, they can pick really whatever they want to do uh, as long as they can do it in the target language. Um, students are then interviewed also by a judge, and that's the interpersonal communication about their project. Um, and it really empowers students, and it also empowers teachers to see, wow, my students really can communicate right. in a different language. So uh, we had around 200 students again last year uh, at UK, and we're looking forward to growing this program and continuing to support our students as well as our teachers throughout the state. Right. Well, I know I fully enjoyed it. We sent several kids from Fayette County, and we actually had kids come from the immersion program, which I don't know if that's the first time, but I'm going to say it's the first time they participated, especially the middle school. And the teacher was just amazed. He thought it was so cool to get 
scores back on the kids. He took great pride. We made, you know, great mention of it in Fayette County. And can I just mention that, you know, with Kentucky at the forefront, we had uh, visitors from Indiana who were observing the showcase and how it works. (laughs) Right. So they were modeling. We did. Yes. We we, we did have uh, uh, visitors from other states, uh, Indiana at least, uh, come to see what what it is that we do. Because, again, as Laura had mentioned earlier, when you're at these national and regional conferences, people are always talking Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Um, So these individuals want to come to Kentucky and see what we're doing. We also had visitors from uh, Tennessee from last conference, last fall uh, in 2016, uh, visitors from other states, uh, another state's organization's president and vice president came just to see how we do conference. And it's really great that we can collaborate with other states um, and and share what it is that we do. uh, And we can learn from them as well. Right. Well, um, if somebody go back to that uh, committee structure we have, is there a showcase committee? There is a showcase committee, absolutely. Um, uh, people can email showcase at kwla.org, or they can email me at president at kwla.org, and I can get them in touch with uh, Lydia Kohler, uh, who is currently working with our showcase committee uh, as the chair, uh, as well as Aggie Mannion. Uh, both of them have really put their heart and soul into the showcase and, and revise it and continue to, to develop the program into something that is successful for students and for teachers. Right, so even if for some reason you cannot bring students to showcase we strongly encourage you to volunteer to help us judge to help us put it on Jean Marie can use the help Lydia and Aggie can use the help so please 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 email if you are interested Um, absolutely Lucas what other opportunities if somebody's a member of KWA what other resources or opportunities do we have for them well, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, currently, uh, well, in September, we're going to be having elections for our regional representatives. Uh, our regional rep positions are going to be realigned with the Kentucky Educational Co-op regions. Okay. Uh, so we will be re-electing all of our regional reps uh, in September at conference. So if someone wishes to kind of get their feet wet a little bit uh, in a bit of leadership and helping with our state organization, they can run for a position with the regional reps or, or as a regional rep. Um, to help us out a little bit. Again, the regional reps, they don't come to every uh, meeting. They are considered uh, members of the board. Uh, they do have one uh, vote on the board. So uh, there's one person that's elected as a as a liaison or representative to the board. But uh, it's another way to kind of, again, get your feet wet and, and jump into leadership with the organization uh, to help out a little bit. Okay. And I know that we have our clearinghouse that we're still mm-hmm. working on. That is a... Um, um, yes. A hub. Team Marie, you describe. <laughs> the idea of the um, outreach clearinghouse is to provide a, a plate, a, a one-stop <laughs> shopping, if you will, you um, online for resources, which we're always looking for. So, if you have a good resource, email me or Laura, and we'll add it to our our website. Um, professional development opportunities, and also ways to contact professors of your language in your region in case you need some support or advice. And so the Outreach Clearinghouse is linked at the KWLA site, and we'd be happy to hear from you about any suggestions or ideas you may have for it. And we will be updating that soon with um, lots of opportunities that we're aware of. Um, And that's been a labor of love. Yes. um, That was something that Jean Marie really had a vision for, and it's been quite nice. Um, We had our visiting teachers from Spain come, and I met them, KDE had them, and I was going over things. And I mentioned um, there's a listing of professors that could you could contact if you have questions. And they were, they were so cute. They're like, excuse me, what do you mean? <laughs> they want to help me? And I'm like, yes, of course they do. And here's who you can contact. And it was really cute, their expression. I was just like, yeah, they want to help you. <laughs> I'm confused. What's wrong with this? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Well, Lucas, I appreciate you calling in. We're going to switch to Bo in a second and hear okay. more details about the conference. But, um, again, as always, you've done a phenomenal job. Um, your two years as president-elect were wonderful. We had such great, um, I, I don't know how to say it, but um, leaps and strides were gained during those two years. And you're going into your second year of being president. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, yeah. ma'am. And then you'll be on the downhill slide as past <laughs> president. <laughs> but we just I will. we want to say thank you for your dedication, your hard work, 
Um, we didn't even talk about the advocacy at the state level. You, you barely mentioned it at the beginning, but there's been so much. I don't want to say behind the scenes. It's been in front of the scenes, but maybe members don't realize KWLA's been behind some things, and you've always been right there. So yes. thank you for that. And, uh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate your kind words. And it's, you know, a, a labor of love. And KWLA meant to me as a beginning teacher and actually as a college student uh, so much. It was a, a network of people that I could get together with and, and throw ideas off of and be inspired by. And uh, KWLA gave me my profession, more right. or less. Right. I, I continue to feel dedicated to uh, giving back to the organization so that I can hopefully provide some guidance to help other teachers, uh, new teachers, or even, you know, experienced teachers uh, help them along with their career. So, and and, and it all comes down to the students. What's going to be best for the students? Right. Um, So, you know, if I can do a little bit of help here and it it helps some student uh, in Kentucky see the world in a different perspective or be able to travel or be able to speak a different language, um, that's really what it comes down to for me. Well, thank you, Lucas. You've been phenomenal. Thanks so uh, much, Laura. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Moving on to our biggest event that KWLA, um, I think why people join it, is our fall conference. And joining us is Bo. Um, And Bo, you are, well, first off, I called you Bo. I'm so sorry for the listeners. Oh, you're fine. (laughs) Um, Emmanuel Anama Green, um, you are where right now? I'm actually in Mexico working on a second master's degree through Southern Oregon University. I'm in uh, historic Guanajuato, Mexico. It's uh, kind of in the northern central area of Mexico. It's a beautiful city, and I'm actually working on graduate classes uh, as we speak. So, Well, we appreciate you taking the time to Skype in with us and help give the listeners an update of where KWA is going this year. What is your role with KWA? Well, I'm currently the president-elect. I was elected uh, to this position this past uh, uh, KWA year, and I'm also the conference chair, and, you know, I've done a a lot of good stuff with uh, the rest of the KWA board members this um, summer and this past spring. You know, we were really booming up and really getting excited for uh, the conference, and I know many of you are already on the conference committee uh, that I'm talking about and Laura's on it and so forth, and we've had to review a lot of proposals, and, you know, we've done a lot of good stuff for that. Well, I'm excited because uh, this year I think the conference is, you know, as strong as ever, and um, I was speaking to Jean Marie that the influence of um, university uh, mm-hmm. faculty coming to the conference I think is really neat because I remember when I was a little girl, my early years of teaching, there was tons <laughs> of university folks. And back then we were at KCTFL is what we were called. And um, it was not a predominance, but it was very normal to, you know, be sitting next to somebody who's a professor at whatever university. And um, for a while, we kind of went away from that, and I think we're coming back. So I'm really excited about the diversity in our sessions, but I know you're going to share stuff like that in a bit. So let's start with the basics. When and where is this year's conference? This year's conference is September 21st through 23rd. Uh, It's going to be, you know, our typical uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday um, issue, you know, the, the way we do it typically. It's going to be at the uh, Crown Plaza Hotel, and that's right next to the Louisville Airport. Um, we're, I think right now we're at, uh, we've got like 57 sessions there, and if I'm not mistaken, four workshops scheduled, and there's a really a lot of good meat in those workshops too. Um, we've got new teacher workshops, and we've got you know our uh, keynote speaker he's well, really hold on we'll get into all that hold on you're giving away all the good info uh, oh okay. <laughs> let me backtrack so it's at the same location where we had it last year right uh-huh. yep okay. that's right and that was a beautiful facility absolutely beautiful it was the perfect size um, uh-huh. for you know we have a good size crowd that comes but phenomenal um and there will be hotel blocks there correct uh, yeah, the hotel room is currently, uh, if you uh, book it through the link that's on the KWA, KWA, I'm sorry, KWA website, go to kwla.org and click on the conference tab at the top. Uh, the hotel reservations link is on there. 
It is $114 a night. It's okay. the rate the contract get out, and that's really, as you all know, that's a really amazing rate for that hotel because normally if you were to just get a, a, a rack room rate, uh, it would be really expensive. So, right, right. So has registration opened up yet for um, people to register? Yes, it has. Uh, thanks to our president, Lucas Gravitt, and our past president, um, Sarah Meredith, they were able to do that um, last, I think it was actually Wednesday. I'm sorry, yesterday, uh, actually, today, Thursday. Uh, they did open that up, and also, um, you know, the link to the uh, hotels there, too, that's open through... August, if I'm not mistaken, August 24th is uh, the last day to let us uh, book rooms there. So if you haven't booked room yet, it's very imperative that you go ahead and do that. Hold on, say that date again. When's the last day to book uh, a room? To book a room, August 24th. And, um, okay. If, and, uh, and that's they're generally kind of strict on those dates, you know, as long as you can get in. But the sooner the better, obviously, but still, you know, okay. that helps. Uh, you guarantee that special group rate and you know and that's really a um, like you mentioned earlier it's a beautiful location um, for the registration will that link stay open all the way to it or at some point will it close and one has to register there on site do you know that um, I would oh for the registration for the conference yes, sir. Uh, yeah. That should actually stay online, um, and if um, something were to change, I can always you know work with you on that and get that fixed up. But it should stay open. Obviously, if you don't register by, uh, let me get my dates out of the file here. Um, you know, if you don't register by a certain date, obviously if there's going to be an additional um, on-site registration fee. So. Okay. Uh, but let me see. I was looking for that earlier. I'll find it here in a second. Okay, that's go. fine. And uh, just to remind everyone that the luncheons often sell out. So oh, they do, yes. register early or you're not eating. You're going to have to Absolutely. go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's Friday, September 15th. Uh, okay. Sorry. Okay, that's good to know. Now, let's get into the meat of it. You kind of gave us a little bit of a preview, but mm -hmm. for... Um, Let's talk about the format. So it's three days the conference. Mm -hmm. Thursday. Thursday evening and Friday all day, and uh, then Saturday all day as well. The workshops. They we have this year. I think four three-hour workshops. Um, an infinite number. We've got like fifty-seven right now uh, sessions already scheduled, and, and as well as you know some poster presentations. So that's really really exciting um, to see, you know, uh, the poster presentation inclusion once again to be able to let the graduate students come in or those who've just done research in general to come in and, you know, showcase that. That's really exciting. Right. So with all these sessions and workshops, uh, the sessions run concurrently. So uh, we're, I'm trying to paint a picture for someone who's not come. Absolutely. So the yeah. sessions run at the same time. One will have a plethora of choices during, let's say, from 9 to 10 these yeah. are your choices, and then you go have another set of choices each hour or so. So sessions are, what, roughly 60 minutes in length? Yeah, uh, 60 minutes is what we've got those scheduled for. Okay. And uh, those, you know, as you all know, the sessions are included with your uh, registration, so there's no extra free fee for that. Um, you know, the workshops do come with a small fee, but they are really amazing as well. What um, are some of them this year? This year, we have Thursday evening, the President's Reception, that's obviously open to everybody. The New Teacher Workshop is there again this year, um, and the Advocacy Workshop is kind of new this year. It's on Thursday evening. Okay. Uh, for anyone who would like to attend a Friday afternoon workshop with Ted Zaro, uh, and for those of you who may not I be I love the, Ted. Oh, he's wonderful. He mm -hmm. really is. Um, he's the 2016 Actful Teacher of the Year, and that is only for a small fee of only $25, and, you know, it's well worth that small fee there. What's the, what's the topic Ted's going to do? Um, that's actually a very good question, and um, I don't know. That's probably something that we'll, I'll let you ask Lucas whenever you get him. Okay. Uh, 
we'll go back to Lucas on that in a second here. Um, but he is going to be doing a lot of stuff, I think, this year of comprehensible input, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Um, but I know that's one of the, the big key themes we have so far. Um, but that's really going to be an amazing, you know, uh, workshop to everyone to definitely look into that one. Okay. Uh, the new teacher workshop we're also going to have again on Saturday, uh, and on Saturday morning, uh, Jackie Van Helton and uh, Mr. Randolph they'll actually be doing a workshop entitled "International Community Building for Authentic Learner Experience." And then on Saturday afternoon, uh, there is an advocacy workshop uh, with Laura, Sarah, and Lucas again. And then on Saturday afternoon, bring the dance and music of Sevianas to your students uh, by uh, Senor Nair. So that would actually be there too. Oh, uh, so there's really, uh, so many different options this year. It's, it's really amazing. Senor Nair was a colleague of mine at Beaumont and she's a phenomenal dancer. So, it, oh yeah, I mean, amazing. And I think she's going to be doing it with Lucia. Uh, hold on, uh, let me say it right. Lucia, who Lucia. is from Spain, one of our visiting oh. teachers in Fayette County. And oh. they both oh. are just beautiful dancers. It's, um, makes me feel very, gauche uh whenever i see them oh absolutely me too i mean whenever i saw that option i was like wow that's that's amazing so are there any changes this year because i know each year we strive to really um listen to the feedback we get and uh, adapt our conference to what other conferences are doing and we know people's needs anything to share regarding changes uh there's a few minor changes uh but some really good ones too um if you do not want to attend the awards luncheon, the price does go down a little bit. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, membership without the awards luncheon. You know, we encourage everyone to try to attend if they can, but obviously we know, you know, that extra little cut in the budget would help a lot too. Um, and also for students, there is a student, um, difference this year because we're trying to accommodate those needs of graduate students who you know might really um, need a lower rate and the student full conference is only $50 a student oh, Friday pass is $40 and a student Saturday pass is $30 and obviously you know that's probably not going to include those you know, those luncheons, but at the same point, it's such a great rate. It gets I mean, them there. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, I yeah. went my um, senior year at UK, our um, phonology teacher uh, for uh -huh. <laughs> phonetics. Uh, she, for I think extra credit and, and phonetics was my worst class at UK, and um, she, uh, for extra credit encouraged us to go to this thing called a conference and I drove and it used to be in Louisville all the time and I drove to Louisville and it blew my mind it's just I was hooked so and I remember having that low rate at that time and Jean Marie thank you for that was something you really pushed on the board yes and my students thank you yeah so thanks well, for responding absolutely. to that folks Oh, I understand completely that too, and um, you know Lucas and Sarah too. They've they've worked really hard on getting everything together too, and um, that really has been one of the great additions this year, right. or changes, I should say. But well, it's really. It's I do want to say that um, I always like to thank our board members because you all do such silent work behind the scenes that I don't think people are always aware. We are a large organization and Bo, you've taken on a huge amount of work as any board member and especially someone in a president role. So kudos to you and all the time and effort you've put into organizing this. And um, I do wanna do my plea. I think every year I've done this. If you don't go where other educators are, world language educators are, and you don't engage them in conversations, you're not going to grow. Absolutely. You, It's very hard to grow without the inspiration of others around you. And our conference is the only statewide conference that is put on for world language teachers. We have, what, three to 400 educators each year? Yes, okay. absolutely, yeah. And that continues to grow every year. You know, when we have a, a very large conference, that increases the membership, too. Um, and uh, another thing, too, a lot of people don't realize um, when you register, a lot of times um, you uh, uh, may not already be a member, but when you register for the conference, you're actually buying your membership too. So that's right. really 
like a, a side benefit. Right. And, and I want to kind of piggyback on what you said there, too. You know, uh, with Kentucky, it's one of the states, I mean, we're really nationally recognized um, when I'm down here with my colleagues in the Southern Oregon University program. Um, it's a program that really focuses on proficiency and everything. And some of the professors and some of the ones in this program, they're just so amazed at what we're doing in Kentucky. Um, you know, that just really makes me happy in my heart to know that I'm in a state that's so progressive when it comes to world languages. Um, right. Well, and for, you know, now being at central office, I see things a little differently. There's money. Don't you dare let them tell you there's not money. Oh, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that. But there's money to fund teachers to go to conferences. And so please plead your, uh, ask your principal, your administration team, uh, if you can go. And, you know, ask them, is there money at central office? And I'll come back and share this with my colleagues and so on to the point where I know my administrators would say, hey, it's September's coming. Have you put in your thing to go KWLA? And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, they expected me to go. It was like I wasn't allowed not to go because they were so used to me going. So even if you went years ago and you haven't been, we strongly encourage you to come back and participate in this year's conference and network with your colleagues across the state. And that's huge. You can, whether you get ideas from them, whether you figure out another group to Skype with, or you get resources from that teacher, you mm-hmm. walking away from the conference getting nothing is impossible. There's no way you can attend this conference and not grow professionally. So I strongly encourage everybody to consider coming. And um, thank you again, Bo. Is there any last thoughts, anything we didn't cover that you wanted to share? Um, well, I think that's um, pretty much a, a lot of it there. And, you know, and for those who have submitted proposals and gotten those approved, you know, that's a huge thank you on their part for right. volunteering their time to come. And, um, you know, we really have one of, in my opinion, it's one of the best in the state. I've attended other conferences and stuff in the state, too, of different content areas. and. You know, we don't even have an executive director, and we've done it all, and all the hard work y'all have put into it, and you know, it's a, it's a lot, but we're doing it. And every year, every time I go and attend the conference, I leave, and I feel so invigorated to go back to my classroom yes. and just go, 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 go. And you know, that's that's pretty exciting. So. I agree. Well, thank you again, Bo, and thank you for taking the time to call us from Mexico, and safe travels back. Absolutely. Same thing there. Hope to see you all soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alfonso, are you there? Yes. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. As you very well said, it's been a very busy year for us, a busy summer for us. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, updates, as you uh, have probably seen over the news and also over social media. So, uh, so yeah, it's been quite busy for us. I imagine. Uh, let's just go into the biggest thing affecting Kentucky teachers that are world language. Talk about the program review. Where is it? What's happened? What should we expect? Okay, so uh, as you probably have already seen, uh, per Senate Bill 1, 2017, uh, program reviews no longer exist. Uh, Senate Bill 1 was signed by Governor Bevin, uh, an act relating to public education and declaring an emergency. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, the signing of Senate Bill 1 and the immediate effective date means that the school uh, could choose uh, not to report the results in regard to the in regard to the program reviews. Go back to um, that. Wait, what you just say? Could choose not to report? Yes could choose not to report the results Okay. exist. Now, uh, districts will not be penalized for failure to report these results. Uh, however, for the uh, schools choosing to report through the questions and assurances that are still in place and exist, the data would be reported in the school report card this year. The assurances are still in place. Uh, and actually, we are still uh, collecting some of those uh, specifically because of some requirements, for example, for K to third programs, uh, based on requirements from House Bill 69. Uh, in regard to global competence in world languages, 
in order to transition to the requirements in the new Senate Bill 1 regarding foreign language programs for middle school and high school, all middle schools and high schools will need to complete the assurances for global competency and world languages uh, this year. That means by June the 15th of 2017. So they all should have sent to us all that information. Uh, it is important to clarify that global competence in world languages was never part of the Senate Bill 1 in 2009. However, it was added by the Kentucky Board of Education as a part of their focus on global preparedness, right. which reso whose resolution and position statement, you can check it out in the Kentucky Department of Education website. Um, the Senate Bill 1 has introduced two important uh, components for us for world languages. One is uh, in regard to school profiles, in which uh, school profiles uh, will be reported and used by all the schools to document how they will address the adopted academic standards in their implementation of the programs as described in uh, the specific sections that relate to that in Senate Bill 1, specifically in page 35, uh, line from page 35, line 21, to page 36, line 10. And uh, if you wish more specific information about that, the Kentucky Department of Education website has published a webcast that is available on the Kentucky Department of Education media portal. So let me other, let yes. ask you there. Um, so physically, technically, world languages are no longer included unless your school does the program review just out of goodness of heart and puts it up in assist and then it will be on the school report card. Otherwise, world languages are not a component of the account of the anything, right? That's part of the conversation that is happening right now uh, in regard to the accountability system that I will, happy to sh I will be happy to share with you later on. Uh, but we, uh, the only thing that you need to uh, keep in mind is that there, there's nothing set in place for now. Okay. Uh, conversations are still happening. And actually, uh, in fact, the Kentucky Board of Education was presenting um, um, was presenting their proposal for a second reading on their last meeting past week and the Commissioner of Education Dr. Pruitt uh, proposed for uh, for another meeting specifically to make that read and to give the Kentucky Board of Education members more time to read that proposal. Uh, my recommendation, if you wish to uh, learn more information about that, is that you go to the Kentucky Department of Education website, you check on the Every Student Succeeds Act ESSA webpage, and over there you're going to find a, a link uh, several links. You're going to find one uh, so you can check uh, a document that provides you information about the accountability system at a glance as presented to the Kentucky Board of Education on the meeting of uh, June the 6th. You also are going to find the Kentucky Accountability Data and Measures that goes along with the accountability system uh, that was presented as well to the Kentucky Board of Education on June the 6th. And also you're going to find the PowerPoint that was used for the to present the proposal to the Kentucky Board of Education members uh, where you will find information about the proposed accountability system. Um, another important uh, point that I was bringing uh, to the table before in regard to the Senate Bill 1 that goes along as well with the accountability is the review of the uh, Kentucky Academic Standards. Uh, Senate Bill 1 has uh, proposed a specific timeline and specific instructions as to the review for, uh, for all the standards in the Kentucky Academic Standards, including world languages. So for um, world languages, that's going to mean that uh, this next year, in 2018-19, uh, uh, world languages standards, they, or 
the current document that we have, which is the Kentucky Standard for World Language Proficiency, it will be officially revised and reviewed, and a, a, a proposal will be made that will have to be approved by the Kentucky Board of Education uh, in summer of 2019, so that the implementation of that proposal can happen in 1920. Okay. Now, do you have anything from, you know, your position at KDE, do you have any thoughts as to what changes one might see? As of right now, we don't know anything. Uh, to our world language standards, what do you think might need, big picture things might change? Well, uh, as I said before, as of right now, uh, I cannot provide any specific information about that because uh, we are pretty much trying to see how the other processes develop in the, uh, in the other continent standards that are being in place, such as DNA and math. Uh, what I can tell you, though, is that uh, based on national research and also based on national trends, uh, the, the main line goes towards proficiency and performance, you know. But that's something that will have to be discussed by the specific uh, committees and advisory groups that will be placed in order to review and revise that specific standard so that Kentucky can officially adopt uh, Kentucky Standard for World Language Proficiency. Okay. I was just wondering, since there's now new national interculturality standards, if those would have to be teased out more than what they are already for us. Well, I am sure that that will be part of the conversation whenever the whole review and revised process starts. You know, so if there is one thing that I'm going to recommend all the audience and all uh, the people that are listening to us today is that uh, be on the lookout for any information that comes from the Kentucky Department of Education in regard to that review, revise and review process for the Kentucky Standard for World Language Proficiency. The participation of all the World Language teachers in the state of Kentucky is going to be critical, so please make sure that you are aware of that, that you are up to date in regard to the information that you get from this agency uh, and please uh, become part of the process this is something that is gonna uh, shape the, the picture of world language education in the state of Kentucky for the next five years so please make sure that you participate in that as well as I encourage all our audience to participate as well in the process and in the conversation of the accountability system please make sure that you are involved in that as well. The proposal that will be uh, presented before the Kentucky Board of Education in this extraordinary meeting that they will have in a few weeks, um, what, that proposal will have to go through a process of public review uh, in which all educators in the state of Kentucky and teachers will have the opportunity to provide feedback in regard to that proposal. So please make sure that you become part of it. Make sure that you stay up to date in regard to the information that comes from this agency so that all educators in the state of Kentucky can have uh, can be part of this process that is going to be critical for our students. So for the public review, are you able to make comments on the website or do you have to contact someone directly who's on the committee? How do you do it, Alfonso? I believe that uh, there will be uh, some specific processes and protocols put in place for that. Uh, it may be in the shape of a, of a survey, it may be in the shape of uh, public comments, such as what you were mentioning, going to our website and provide some feedback. Uh, that's why I'm saying please stay, uh, stay up to date in regard to information that is coming from this agency, check the news releases, check the news uh, advisories that we are sending from here in order uh, to uh, know what's going on at every moment in regard to that accountability system, as well as the standards review and revised process that will start next school year. Well, it's exciting because, you know, I know in Fayette County we're working on building a curriculum, and I'm like, oh, no, we're building, we're going to have to change what we built. But it's exciting to uh, see what direction the state might take uh, with the new standards. That and especially, especially because we are before the opportunity of having official standards adopted for Kentucky. 
Right, right. Which is, uh, that will be included later on in the Kentucky Academic Standards. So that is the, the, the biggest perspective, I would say. Right. Well, we appreciate your time, Alfonso, and everything you're doing. And uh, I do want to put a little plug in. Um, if you have visiting teachers from Spain in your school district, wonderful. I know Alfonso has put in a lot of work to that process. Fayette County wonderfully got um, five and uh, we're very proud of our teachers and we, we'd love more. But if you are a school district that would like a world language educator from Spain or like we had somebody come in and they're teaching science in English in one of our schools and just brings a different perspective and diversity uh, for our students, be sure to contact Alfonso and I believe he has information on his website. And Alfonso, there, you've done a great job um, with getting word out to everyone. You send lots of emails, but what's the newsletter thing that you have going? You want to share that? Yeah, so at the Kentucky Department of Education, we have our own publication for educators in Kentucky, which is called Kentucky Teacher. In this publication, we incorporate a, a content, a specific content area newsletters, uh, such as uh, visual and performing arts, science, math. Uh, World language educators in the state of Kentucky need to know that we have a specific newsletter for global competency and world languages, where we uh, include articles uh, of a wide range of topics. Uh, it goes around professional learning, it goes about professional uh, learning opportunities, it goes as well about uh, professional organizations, information about conferences, information about grants, uh, information about best practices that some of our world language teachers are doing across the state of Kentucky. Uh, it is a to-go place for world language educators to be a little bit up-to-date in regard to what's going on in world language education in the state of Kentucky. I am very glad to announce that we have recently included a specific section for dual language immersion in that newsletter. So uh, our uh, old educators in the dual language immersion programs, which are currently in place in Fayette County and Jefferson County, will have their uh, specific section to go to uh, within that specific newsletter so that they also can be part of the big community that world language education is in the state of Kentucky. I appreciate that because we are, last year we had over 1,400 and I anticipate about 1,500 in our immersion program this year. So it's wonderful those educators have a place to go to and, and read current news. So we appreciate it, Alfonso. Well, if yep. anybody has any questions or would like to contact you, how best can they do that? So they can reach me. Uh, uh, they can reach me to my uh, office phone number, which is 502-564-2106, and uh, they will be greeted uh, by one of our wonderful administrative people uh, that will be able to uh, direct them to the right person according to their question or their inquiry. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for your time, Alfonso. You're very welcome. You all have a good day and happy Friday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So if you would like to read more about anything Alfonso shared, please go to KDE's website and go to the World Languages page, and you'll find all this information he was sharing with us posted there. Uh, there's quite a bit. He's done a great job keeping the public informed. Next, we're going to our polyglotting news. And Jean-Marie, do you have university updates? I do. What uh, are they? In this age where people are talking about the um, decline of the humanities and threats to our programs, it's important to remember that language popularity uh, is growing. Uh, this fall, for example, at UK, we will have 3,159 students studying 11 different languages on campus. That's impressive. It is pretty amazing. Um, and our programs are up this year in terms of both majors and minors declaring them um, coming in as freshmen. 
On that note, we are con continuing our outreach at UK with Hispanic Studies and MCLLC so that on November 1st, we'll be having our annual World Languages Day. So mark your calendars. You'll be getting more information soon if you want to bring your students and get them to participate in language lessons on campus and meet our students and faculty. Who is that geared towards? Is it elementary kids? Is it high school? It's geared mainly toward high school students, uh, junior who might be thinking that they want to go on in language when they graduate and what it would look like for them. Could be also seniors, um, but those are the types. Right now, we're limited in terms of space because the student center is still right. under construction. <laughs> uh, we'd like to open it up more, and hopefully when we have a student center, we will be able to do that. And on that day, the students come and experience a course, right? Right. Um, they have two hours in which they get to visit courses in a language they are studying or if they want to go to a course in another language that they think they might want to study uh, that they don't have the opportunity to study. Then there's an hour where we have lunch and we're going to have kind of a round table with alums who majored in language as well as our current students talking about their progress with language and how it's affected their careers. Uh, both at UK and since then. I love it. Wonderful. And for the teachers bringing their students, anything happening for them? Well, we hope to have some kind of event that will be a professional development type workshop during the two hours that the students are in class. We're still working on details, right. so stay tuned. I love it. I love what UK's doing. And then after that, of course, we have two major spring events. The showcase will be back on campus in March. And also we have KFLC, the Languages, Cultures, and Literatures Conference in April. And that conference, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it free for educators? It is free for educators in the state. And it runs on a, what, a Friday and a Saturday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday usually. Okay. Thursday afternoon, Friday all day, part of Saturday. So educators, you don't have to take a day off from work. Right. You can come half day on Saturday. Here's some wonderful research that's happening. It's it's kind of, um, it's not the um, type of conference that would be a normal state world language conference. This is research-based. And if, you know, I find that very fascinating and invigorates me, it always makes me go, gosh, I wish I was researching. And um, if you enjoy that, I definitely encourage you to come and just kind of recharge your batteries with why you're doing what you do. We'd always have happy to have you on campus, too. Um, the last thing to share is, of course, the Outreach Clearinghouse. If you need any support from university professors across the state, there's a list of contact numbers and emails there on the KWLA website. If you can't reach someone, reach out to me or Laura, and we'll help you find the person you need. I agree. Thank you so much, Jean Marie. Sure. This wraps up our podcast on the year ahead. I wish to thank my co-host, uh, co Jean Marie Rurier Willoughby, our guests, Lucas Gravitt, Bo Anima Green, Alfonso de Torres Nunez, and the University of Kentucky for providing the technology, location, and broadcasting of our podcast series. This is Laura Shea Youngworth for Language Talk KWLA saying au revoir and happy teaching.